Yeah, g'day Australia. How you going? It's Australia's number one roadie here, Tody the Roadie. And I'm here to let you know that unfortunately my band can't play here today. The Warriors of Justice. Uh, they're all, uh, half of them are either smacked out, crapped out or blacked out out the back there somewhere. After kicking on after about 15 days of rock and roll, partying and doing all that other shit. So it looks like you're stuck with that buffhead. His name's Jai D. He's going to take care of the show again today like he's always done. <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> A couple of too many darts. Anyway. Oh, can't be TV. And anyway, he's got his mate in there. He's living over in bloody the other side of Australia. His name's Pete Ashton. He's going to be in today too. But we're going to also talk, actually, Pete Ashton. Does he get any other guests on the friggin' podcast? Every time, I think he's been on the last eight episodes. A bloody died, he's like, I don't think anyone wants to talk to him. Anyway, we're also getting a fellow called Andrew Topel in. And he's going to talk about the biggest show the North has ever seen. King of the North. King of the bloody North. 60-30 are putting on a massive shindig called Spring It On 2018. And anyway, he's going to be there talking about that stuff. So strap your seatbelts on, plug your chargers into your big V8-powered strap-on, and hang in, hang, hang in there, eh? This is going to be a big bloody day. Big bloody day of music, rock and roll, and we're going to listen to some of the bands that are playing the festival. <coughs> <coughs> take up Winnie Blues, those Winnie Reds are going to kill me, so uh, hang in there peeps, it's going to be friggin' awesome, he told me not to swear too much, I think I'm only allowed to say shit, fuck, poo and whiz about four times, well that's one, was it four times each, oh shit I'm bloody confused, can't only count the two, one, two, one, two, so anyway hang in there, listen to these buggers, Pete Ashton all the way over from bloody Queensland, somewhere up north, been shagging crocodiles or something. And Andrew Dopel, he's the uh, entertainment manager there at the 6030, and has a bit to do with uh, Ian Strover and the mob down there at the 6030, putting on this shindig. So we're going to listen to a few bands today. We're going to listen to a bit of Blind Spot, Roses for Ghosts, band called Incomplete, and uh, the old mates from down Rocco, Chuck Ombre. Welcome to Stacks Podcast. Get a dairy in here. Play the music. Okay, welcome back to Stacks 2018. It is the October edition, and I've got me mate. Over from, uh, I'm going to say Early Beach. I keep saying Cairns. Pete, Cairns welcome Mackay, back. Close you, enough. I had to fly you in for this particular reason. <laughs> it was the first Stacks podcast in the new studio. Yes. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We've got everything happening. We're looking at a big screen and it's telling us what we're recording. and Wavelength. W- wavelength stuff. And uh, it's, uh, it's wigging out. <laughs> It's wigging out something fierce. I don't know if it's the projection or the... Uh, maybe we should look at it and we should talk about stuff. Pete, what's going on? 
You're over oh. here doing a tour. What's happening? I'm trying to. It'll get there. Yeah. It'll get there. Now, I'm glad that I came over early to prepare sort for Sort stuff it. out. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you've got gigs on, like, November the 1st, and that guy just, like, tells you that he's working and stuff, like, at the last <laughs> minute. That guy. That yeah. guy. It's all right. Yeah. There's always ways to work around. There's much bigger problems than that. In the world. In the world. Let's everywhere. go through them all. Oh, Jesus. How long have we got? <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know where to start then. Uh, Problems of the world. Nah. Are we going conspiracy about, theories let's go first? Pete's world. Pete's world. Yeah, what's going on in Pete's world? Oh, jeez. Well, what's come going over on? early. Now, now, tell me, I've spoken here a couple of times since our last podcast. And last time I think in the podcast, it was all like, oh, you're living over there and it sucks balls and shit's going on and you fucking hated it and then you loved it and then you hated it and it's a beautiful yeah. place. And then the it's last thing I heard from you, you were having an argument with a parakeet. <laughs> Um, which if I can find the, the footage of that, the, the audio of that, I will try and download it. I thought you might like that. That was hilarious. You were having, you were having an argument with a bird. You guys, it's Monday morning. You're way too keen. It's a Monday morning. Chill the fuck out. Now I have to have a word. Where's your leader? Take me to your leader. All right, all right. Well, can I just... Can I speak now, please? Yeah, that was a bunch of Jimmer's parakeets. Jimmer Pap is one of the girls that I live with in a big share house in a place called Jubilee Pocket. It's just outside of town, um, right behind the Jubilee Tavern. Yep. And it's basically a farm. We've got 15 ducks, two guard dogs, uh, cockies that just swoop in and they've all got names. There's lorikeets, the ones that I was having this conversation with. Because <laughs> I was trying to record violin before I got here, yep. the rest of the violin tracks for the new EP, um, so that I wouldn't be in this mad, stupid rush to go down to Bunbury with James Newhouse and do it before the tour started. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah, because I wouldn't have had I would have had ten days to get everything sorted, drag Karen, the touring um, violinist, down to Bunbury to James when he has a moment to spare. It would have been a logistical nightmare, and we wouldn't have had the recording finished. So I'm so glad that I found Brendan Smith in Mackay. We did a uh, couple of jams and an open mic. No, it was a battle of bands little thing. Um, and we, he learnt a lot of the stuff, and then I just go, man, can you come up and help me out with this recording? He's like, yeah, man, and uh, we got it done. Paid him a good fee, and he's helped me out with my problems. <laughs> There's some footage on you, um, Facebook that I threw up about with us recording in my bedroom, makeshift studio. On and what's it on? On YouTube. It's uh, Facebook. I oh, should face- put it on YouTube. Facey. I should put it on everything. I should put everything everywhere, but there's only so much time in a day. It's just... I'll see what I can audio grab and see what happens there. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah throw, it in the, throw it in the mix here. So. Uh, and there's that new mix that I got back that we need to listen to from James. On here? Oh, we could... It, oh my, yeah. It's, no, it's a draft not mix. No, not, not, not on no, here. No, we unreleased. Unreleased. We can't I'll unleash. show you. And now, you can tell me some comments. Now, we've also got a special guest coming in this afternoon. Mr. Andrew Dopel is going to talk about the 6030, who's uh, one mm. of the sponsors here of 
Uh, of course, Stacks is brought to you by the 6030, home of cheap beer and rock and roll northern yeah. suburbs of Western Australia. Um, yeah, so he's going to come in and talk all about sort of stuff as well, mate. So, uh, well, yeah. The time shift is so amazing, on, isn't it? It's unreal, isn't it? It's like we've gone back in time. We have. In Radio Land, podcast land. Podcast, you can do all sorts of stuff. You watch this. <laughs> I'm going to ask myself a question I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Um, find out the answer. What's going to happen in 15 minutes? Jeez, I'm going to leave. Isn't that what happens? Oh. Are you asking me? Or? Oh, no, I think I knew the answer. <laughs> wow. So Try what are you again. doing? What's what's going to happen, Pete? Are you going to come back to Perth? You're going to. I think I'm going to turn into a nomad. I think that's what's going to have to happen. Just hit the road with an acoustic guitar. You know what? My housemate, uh, Jim's love husband Frank, he's a diesel mechanic, um, and they they got ruined by Cyclone Debbie. Yep. They just they lost everything, all their stuff. They're, they're, yeah, insurance companies didn't pay out as much as they'd like to. They they scrounged. They lost everything. So they're um, trying to rebuild their, build their lives and they had some you know, people like me come in and live with them to help with the rent and while they scrounge around and fix their boats and try and get themselves back in order. And he Were they said commercial to me, fishermen or? Well, together, they, well, they do everything. Gemma's yeah. incredible. She, she does everything. She's, like a, she's a fully qualified chef. She used to be a skipper. Um, she went through the... Um, no, the na- she was a Navy s- officer. She was, oh, she's done everything. And now she's studying to be an accountant. And, but at the moment, for money, they just do market stalls and sell ducks and all sorts of ribbon stuff and cool arty things. Real ducks? Yep. yep. Real muscovies. I'll right. show you pictures. Yeah. But you can't see them in podcast land here. I'll see you. I'll just imagine you. a duck. <laughs> They're the best ducks, though. Very cool. There was a snake attack that I had to deal with while they were away in Melbourne visiting uh, Frank's sick um, father. Um, I had to look after the farm, and we had snake night, and that was scary. It was an <laughs> eastern brown. It turned out to be an eastern brown. I almost <laughs> stood on it. It was Tell really me weird. more about snake night. Snake night. Big guy. <laughs> well, I was... What the hell was snake... What's snake night? You want to know what snake I night I want to know what snake night is. All right. So, basically... In the corner of our little farm, or I'll call it a farm because there's animals everywhere. It's awesome. Um, there lives 15, in, it's like a duck pen that Gemma made for all her ducks. Um, there's kids, teenagers, and the old dudes, and Big Bob, who's the stud who just roots all the women ducks all the time. Um, He's the drake. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I was in charge because Dale, the other housemate, he was, he's a park ranger for the islands. Yep. So park ranger, but marine type Bi- Biologist? Person. No, no. He just works for Parks Queensland, which is involves all the Whitsunday Islands and all the islands that are in and around Bowen to Mackay area, Whitsunday area. And he was out on a job fixing some stuff on this island. I forget what island. So therefore, and Gemma and Frank were down visiting Frank's dad, sick dad in Melbourne. So then I was in charge of everything. And so basically I'd get up, feed ducks, um, feed lorikeets, you know, get stuff done, feed all the animals, deal with the dogs. And I was then, on and dog then, wreck. And then, and then that the night, ducks. well, interestingly enough, when, when Dale was looking after the ducks, I was looking after everything else, the fish and the random stuff. Dale 
uh, had left, I came back from a gig, and then the following day, a bit buggered from the gi- uh, weekend of gigs, uh, gets late in the night, and I'm like, hold on, something's wrong. Oh, shit, I forgot the ducks. So I hadn't let the ducks out, so they're all cooped up in their cages. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So I go and let them out, and it's almost dark, and you're supposed to put them to bed. So I let them out, and so they could run around, stretch their wings and stuff, and have a bit of a feed and whatever. Uh, and then I kept checking up on them through the night while I was doing some editing on my on the new EP. Um, and I got to about 9 o'clock, and I, I was like, okay, I probably should put them back to bed. Came back out, um, brought the dogs. How do you put ducks? Yeah, exactly. How do you put ducks to bed, do you like? They have little pens so that the snakes don't get to them. And the, that particular night, so they, I let them out late because I forgot them, dickhead Pete. And I uh, let them out, stretch their wings for a while. And about nine o'clock, I went back out to put them to bed. And they're all acting a bit weird. They're all kind of standing around going, and then the kids were in their little separate pen and doing like somersaults and weird against the fences and the little enclosures that they have. Um, And I was like, what's going on? And I have the dogs with me and I'm shining a light everywhere and I'm walking around. And then suddenly I see this snake. It wasn't massive. It was just like a, a good metre long. And I almost stood in the bathroom. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. Because I hadn't s- seen a snake in a very long time. And so I'd almost stepped on it and shown the light back. And I like stepped back. I was like, whoa. And he's like. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, crap. And then I freaked out because I'm like, there's a snake in the duck pen. And all the ducks are like going, oh, crap. I don't know what the hell to do. What, do I grab it, Steve Irwin style, and flick it out or something? And so I took a picture on my phone because it wasn't moving. <laughs> I know, how funny is that? It's, it's such like, a millennial thing like, to oh do. My God. Oh, oh my God, shit, what do I do? I'll take a picture. I'll get a selfie with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but oh, no. what I did, I sent the photo to Gemma, just going, okay, there's a snake in the duck pen. How do I do it? What do I do? And she's like, all right, grab the snake killer. Where's the snake killer? All right, so here it is. It's this spade that's bent and sharpened. So if you need to finish him off, because you can't get the snake out of the duck pen. No, you need to. You need to kill it. Kill it. You've got to kill it. Otherwise, they come back and they bring others and whatever. Yeah. So, um, but what I didn't realize is that Boris, one of the guard dogs, he's very highly trained. He's, he's funny. He's the best dog. And, and Gypsy, the two guard dogs. Boris had actually been taught by Frank and Gemma over the years to sneak out uh, these snakes, like smell them out. He knows, he whimpers, and he can tell when there's snakes lying around, he can smell it. And he had already jumped the fence into the duck pen and killed this snake. He grabs it and throws it around the joint and plays with it. But he's very, and and when I walked in and almost spilled on the snake, Boris is hanging outside because I hadn't let them in yet. And I let them in and he's running around like playing like, you know, sparring with this snake. I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, don't go near it. Because if he bites you, then I'm screwed. And the, you know, the guard dogs, that's bad. So yeah, I um, ended up ringing Gemma and she talked me through what to do. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to get did, rid of the snake. At some point, did she say, just like, don't just take photos? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I'd do with a snake. I had no idea. I'm not Steve Irwin. I'm not going to grab the, the back and go, all right, what do I do with it now? Because it turned out it was an Eastern Brown. You've got to be bloody careful of those things. Yeah. So, yeah. 
funnily enough, Boris had already half dealt with it. I didn't even see because it was next to the hose and I was taking a really close picture of it. And uh, by the time I came back, after grabbing the snake killing device, it had gone. And we checked back on the photo and Gemma and both I agreed that it actually had half of its body had been bitten off by Boris. It was dying anyway. So I couldn't find the front end, but it didn't matter. We all, it was consensus that the snake was dead. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Boris. Good job, Boris. Boris is, yeah, incredible. What incredible a animal. Yeah. Trained. Boris to just smell snake it, killer. Yeah. Kill it, and then just, you know, deal with it. I had a dog called uh, Jasper. And he used to go snakes all the time, but he was just useless. He kept getting bit. Mm. Three times. Three times anti-venom. Anti 900 bucks to go. Uh, I think Jasper was worth more than his weight in gold by the time he'd... Mm. He, or anti-venom. He took leave. <laughs> He's selling for the anti-venom when he passed. Poor old Jasper, he had to be put down. He was in a bad way. Wasn't from snake bite. Was just old no, he li no, he lived old age. He, he'd done really good. He'd done, done real well. So. Done a good pension. So, yeah. So, that's, I guess, the trials and tribulations of living up there in the north. Yeah. Awesome. I used to get told by my friend Jan, don't step out of the car in the dark. I'm like, well, why? I'm just used to running around and doing stuff. G'day. Name's Baz. Uh, perfect date for me is uh, cruising around the HQ picking up a six-pack of tinnies, uh, smashing back some darts, driving around with a hot-looking Sheila, uh, heading to the drive-ins. Oh, it's my favourite thing to do in the world. If you've got a head like a smashed pipe, you need not apply. Hi, my name's Steve, and my ideal date loves the NBA and would love to see a game with me. Hello. Um, my, my name is Sir Swanson. I'm looking for my, my perfect date. My perfect date would be uh, uh, a romantic, beautiful restaurant somewhere, somewhere really nice, somewhere I can unwind after a hard day at the country club, playing tennis and golf and just having a fabulous time. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm looking for that perfect, lovely lady. My ideal date would be a nice, beautiful day at the races and crack the bubbly and hopefully have a win.
my type But I'm going to swipe right We'll go out on Friday night And we will have a good time playing at one of my residence, semi-residency kind of places, so I'm always there every week, at least once or twice. Um, great, I love the place to death. All the staff is so nice. Um, at the end of the night, I'm packing up my gear, putting it in my car, and I jam, because it's a self-locking door out the front, and it's in the dark sort of corner of this, uh, the facade of, of Beach's Backpackers. And... Uh, I put stuff in my car, walk back in and do a last check of the stage while I've still got the door open. And the next thing you know, I look out because I'm chatting with the manager, Joel, and I look to the side and there's these two dickheads walking down the street, looking behind them with, because um, you can't see into the venue when the lights are off. Yep. So he can't see me looking at him. He's got my pedal case under his arm and he's walking down the street. And I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. So I ran outside, ran straight up to him, um, and he's walking. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? And he's like, what? What do you want? Like, just full attitude. And I'm like, you see how you got that case under your arm? You see how it says Peter Ashton and there's a picture of me on there? Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. So can I just just give the case back, man? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? This is, this is mine. I'm like, man. My picture is on there. See that picture there? Is yeah. And I'm like, man, just please, just give it back. And he's like, you're fucking with us. He still didn't want to give it to me. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, man, seriously, do you want to? Do we want to do this? <laughs> like fucking. And then he walks off in a half, swearing his head off with his mate. Just that's the kind of quality of people that we have. Those are probably some local guys but off their heads on ice. Who knows? I mean, why would you steal a case? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's everywhere, though. Honestly, I'd, it's, it's here. I mean, I've got some video footage Yeah. of tweakers out in my front garden. You showed me last year. <laughs> tweakers. 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 That's what they are. Tweakers. Just like absolutely cooked. Seven o'clock cool. in the morning. Just tweaking. What, yeah, with your retic or something? just looking in everyone's windows and pulling up plants and... I wasn't here. I, I think we've chatted about this probably even last podcast. I wasn't here, or we would have had a group discussion. Mm. You know, I was <laughs> gone out, had some therapy. All right, it's powwow. Let's let's come in for a powwow. We're talking <laughs> Batman blam whap powwow type. <laughs> Get Newcastle bouncer on him. Oh, just shit house, but yeah. Oh well, not to worry. Now, what are you recording? Elaborate, please. This is the song, new song, Elaborate, please. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you want to hear something? Oh, this song. <laughs> no, you record because the last one was Imprudence. That was your last bigger project. The last one. Okay, so the, this one's called uh, Still Falling Gaze. The EP is called Still Falling Gaze. That's the single off 
continue with it. Still falling days. My best song I've ever written. Really? Ever. That's excellent. I can show you a draft copy later. Yeah. But you can't, no one else is allowed. To hear it until 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 the next time you're on the podcast and it's released and you can can play it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. In the meantime, I did get a mix back and I can show you the opening track, which is killer. You like that one? Awesome. Well, you like the whole lot. You want to tell me about it? Mm. I put a bloody. I put so much time. These these songs were written years ago. It's taken that long for me to enable to have the cash, to have the the players, to be able to pull this stuff off. And it's not even that hard. It's not like it's, you know, we're not, you know, Rush or something. We're not bloody Yes, the band. You know, it's not that difficult, but. It just goes to show where the music scene as an Australian, as an underground kind of thing, shows where it's gone. No one's got the time to put into something unless there's money in it. And I don't have any money, so therefore it's been impossible for me to get this done. Without Did you not play all the myself. parts yourself? Obviously, bar the not violin. Bar the violin. Well, I did. Well, that's just the thing, dude. I did. Except for the drums. That was the only thing that I got done before I left. Yep. Vasya, yep. the master on the kit, his drums, is oh, they just took it to another level. It was great. And then I did everything in early, and then I got a violinist in. Because violin, I'd need five years to get anywhere on that. Violin is just stupid. That's why fiddle players, they're quite interesting characters, because to get to a point where you can actually pitch correctly, and get all the fingerings right. It's a one of the hardest instruments to to master. Oh, I bet. It's just, it's nothing like guitar. Absolutely nothing like it. Mm. Guitar is piece of piss. I agree. If I can play it, it's got to be simple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you're right. I, I did play most of it. And there's Let's a couple of get it done. Couple of dates you've got coming up. You've got. Uh, the first November at first November at the Den. Yes, you're going to be playing your there. lot. Yeah, the Big Jack is on the bill. Who else you got? The well, it's just changed. Uh, Commander Panda unfortunately double booked himself, so we have got variation of a theory. Have you heard of those blokes? I've, I'm yet to look them up. This literally happened the other day. I've heard of a theory, but this is a variation. On it, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm uh, not sure. I'm sure I've seen them somewhere. I just can't. I've got to look it back up. Yeah, sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, so they'll open up, and then we'll smash out before everyone gets too yeah. tired. Because you guys put night. on a good show, and the Big Jack is pretty unique as well. I'm not sure who the lineup will be that night as the Big Jack. The thing with the Big Jack is you might have four players one night, you might have six, and sometimes even seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Life a co- it's a collection of some really good musicians throughout Perth who we just get together. It's just chance to catch up so we just mm. get up on stage and have a blast together we've got one rule and that is we do not rehearse mm. and because we only play twice a year we've got our set and our set is what we've got mm. so we're not into writing or you know creating and going through processes together we do that with our individual bands mm. but we've got a pretty cool set which we get up we know it we just get up and play it together and have fun with it so when the wives let you out let when you off we the get, chain yeah when we're let off the chain when we get pass leave you shall pass <laughs> tonight yeah. only one night only <laughs> Thank you.
Uncontrollable laughter. I just showed Pete my penis, and uh, it looks exactly like last time, except for now it's got googly eyes. I've stuck some googly eyes to it. It's a bad line of questioning. Yeah, <laughs> we we're going down a, a bad path. We didn't even realise. Yeah, you got to be careful these days. That's what happens when you catch up on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start going off into the de- realms of things that you don't understand about other people's perspectives and what information you're actually giving the public that's probably not the wisest move now, in some- retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> what's something major that's happened in the world since I saw you last night that we could wrap on about? Oh, well, since I got back to Perth, my brother gets right into this stuff, but apparently there was a rape allegation by... <laughs> Your brother gets right into it. <laughs> <sighs> America, American politics. Right. So there's a some dude that Trump wants to put in as Supreme Justice, Mister Governor General type, head of all the courts. Yep. And he put him up for nomination, and then the Democrats have tried to pair him a new one by someone's come up with you know a whole bunch of rape cases that are 37 years old, or group rape or something. I don't even know. I was just like, I I can't deal with this Chris anymore. It's all a load of crap. You don't even know what's true anymore. Is this Bill Cosby? No, no. No, this is well Bill Cosby is the leader of the judges. Of I know. Every time courts. I think of, every time I think of the time he'd go, Theo, go to your room I'm like, Why? <laughs> every time I think of he's Jake the peg little with the extra leg little that's it was always there. They were screaming out at us. Two little boys had two little toys. I must admit, I don't know a lot about Bill Cosby. Uh, that's that was you just don't, after that's, that's Rolf just Harris. before my time. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. 
Well, it was there, but I was, I don't know, I never really got But there's a lot of that's gone on. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, they're all falling down. It's all happening now. It's all falling. They're all coming out. Who's the guy out of uh, American Beauty? Yeah, but is that a true one? It's one that you'd like to believe that wouldn't necessarily, but you could believe it if it was true. Yeah. You could kind of imagine that it's that kind of culture, that Actually, Stackers, if you want to listen to something funny, listen to Bill Burr go on about Mm. this. And how people have been brought down, and about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and uh, what did he get done for? Oh, he slept with the the maid. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, but just I'm not gonna say any more. But if you want to listen to something very funny, <laughs> I, I think he's one of the funniest men on the planet. He is. Listen to Bill Burr and listen to him talk about hilarious Arnold Schwarzenegger and and all the stuff that's going on now. His point of view is always worth a listen. Bill yeah. Burr's legend. Oh, fantastic. Love it. Well, mate, it sounds like you're having fun. Uh, you're going to come back to see us before you go at Stacks. I hope so, if you'll have me, definitely. Well, we need to drink next time. Yes, but not too much. Because remember that other time that we tried to do this with drink? Didn't we actually have the first half of the podcast? Or we done this? We yes, sh- we did. We had salvaged. parts of the second half. Yeah, yeah. But the, you salvaged we so the first drunk. half. Because it was like a three and a half hour bloody podcast. I oh, know, it was... Or was time enough to get ridiculously shit faced. <laughs> yeah, mm. excellent. We'll do it in halves. Oh, well, make all halves. Don't do it any. <laughs> I've got so many questions for you about Newcastle because when I leave Early Beach, I'm going to take a mate with me, Mr. Kempton. Ask me now. Before I want go, to know go, just ask a, a rough idea about, about where certain people live because we're going to make a documentary. Me and my mate, when I finally get my bloody camera that I bought months ago yep. in the country, yep. I'm going to take it and we're going to go through Newcastle because I've never spent any time in Newcastle. So we're going to stay there a day or two and we're going to chase two... Celebrities? Three celebrities. Who are they? Jen Hawkins, Daniel Johns, Ben Gillies. Okay. And Dave Gleeson, Scream Jet. Okay, the only one that lives in Newcastle out of all those would be... Gleeson, if he's not on tour. Yeah, possibly. And none of them would be there. No, Ben Gillies is the only one that's probably still there in Newcastle. Yeah, but John's, he's got a house out there. He's secluded. He lives I in thought he's in New York. New York? Recording and doing weirdo stuff. Jennifer Hawkins, I believe, is in Sydney. Yeah, sure. Well, that's an obvious one. Um, Daniel Johns, I thought, was New York. Um, really? Has he been there? Dave like, Gleeson, I think. I'm not sure about Dave. Nah, man, they'd all be home. Where would be where would Gleason be? Either so on tour. So you're gonna go around. What are you gonna home? do? Go to their place and knock on the door, or no? Well, maybe I don't know. Is that the kind of town it is? <laughs> well, just go to their town and film some stuff and saying this is where he's from. I don't know yet. We're gonna we're gonna go full like stalker? random full stalker. No, not full stalker. <laughs> like diplomatic stalker. Like you know, request permission to say good day. Pretty yep. much. That sounds good. Pretty so much. So as you travel around Australia, you go see about, rock legends. Yeah. Think about Ben Gillies. I know, know for a fact he's going to be home. Dave Gleeson, there's a pretty good chance he would be. What about John Paul Young? Uh, if he's not scooting around. If he's not still at, um, I think he was at a place called, I was going to say Warner's Bay, but he wasn't there. He was out at Marmong Cove, out at Marmong Point. Okay. He had a place out there. But Daniel Johns, do you really think he's in... New York at the moment? Pretty sure. Okay. Because he's pretty Hermitsville these days. Yeah. So I thought 
that would be an interesting one. That because would... I've read so much about that band, biographies, all sorts of stuff, Silverchair. I followed them right from the start. And I would just be love to go around the places that they recorded. And even the guy that was the first engineer on the English bird, did the English dude, who was the first engineer on Frog Stomp. Did they ever mention Mr. Sketchley? Sketchley. Who was the music teacher? Their music teacher? Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah. Is it Mr. Sketchley? Because I went to Newcastle High too for a while. And he was, I remember walking into the room and it was those boys all the time because we used to have... You'd be battling out to try and... I had a band called Splattered Yak with a guy called Bryn Roberts. And uh, it was a mate of mine, Troy Mack, but Bryn and I would go in there and jam. And another guy. And we, we used to... The only people that were really in there that would take the room off us was Innocent Criminals. Mm. Their and name before Silver Chair. who they were so, before So But this is why I wanted to talk to you about it, because even just visiting their high school, because I just read so much about it, that would be incredible for me. And just It'd be interesting some of the to see if Mr. Sketchley is still teaching yeah. at Newcastle High. And get his point of view. Mm. Even that would be better than seeing John's himself because he wouldn't want to bloody talk to anyone, see anyone. Well, you never know. But it'd be he, interesting he, to speak He'd probably be more interested in a couple of guys that are doing it out of love for the music than um, a TV station doing it out of for love of money. Perhaps, but how would you get to these people? Well, it would have to be... Through this and that and that person, and then there'd be security, and they'd be like, you know what, just... Well, I guess it. if you walk around town inquiring it with a video camera and you just talk to people about it and just do what they call... Yeah, guerrilla you know, foundation, foundation journalism. Yeah. You, you'd probably... Someone will know him and make a phone call and you never know. You but know? we don't have time to be there for long. We don't have the money to stay... Um, you know, we I I don't have any money. Well, I'll I give you a tip. If you're gonna, if you if you're going down the silver chair rabbit hole, <laughs> I I'd have. go to a place called uh, at Islington, the ju the junction, Ugh. and there's a there's a little place there where you can. I'll I'll, I'll write this down later. Yeah, and that's that's where they, they would have played a lot. Um, I remember seeing them at the Newcastle Workers Club. They played with Pantera and Alice in Chains. What? Yep. Really? Yep. And Daniel Johns, I remember he's gone. Uh, he was going through the whole thing about like it's good to be who you want to be, and if you like who you like, you could be with who you want to be, insinuating he's, you know, kind Is of. Is this a quote? Gay. He was he was saying stuff like that on the mic. Really? Then he stage dived and the, everything just parted, and he <laughs> hit the deck. Did you go to this gig? I was at the gig. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was there to see Alice in Chains, but Pantera knocked my socks off. Well, Actually, there was Pantera, yeah. Alice in Chains, Suicidal Tendencies. Really? And Silverchair were the opening act. They were the local act that opened up. No shit. I think it was one of their first acts as Silverchair, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They could have been innocent criminals, then, but they were, they were just kids. Yeah. Daniel John still carried a bit of weight and had still had the long surf. A chubby little kid with a huge surfy, surfing T-shirt, white T-shirt yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, still had the surfy looks and the... They, they all look oh, like Merriweather man. boys because they're from a town called Merriweather. Ah. Um, and in particular, Ridge Street in Merriweather, from around that area. So Ridge Street, Merriweather is where they, where they all sort of so hang even around. just to see that street and, and the high school and all that stuff, that'd be that'd blow my socks off. Yeah. yeah. And they hung around Merriweather Surf Club and that's where they used to hang out. And they'd play at the surf club. They'd play in town, as I said, at the junction, at Islington. So we're going to be on the phone to you the whole time we're there. <laughs> you do realise yeah. So. <laughs> hey, Jai. So um, we're here in Ridge Street. 
So what was that place called again? <laughs> yeah. yeah Ring. Ring. Uh, Ridge Street. So yeah, look, there's yeah some cool places where they... Now, the guys from Screaming Jets come from... A few of them come from a place called Cardiff in, in Newcastle. A ah. suburb called Cardiff. That sounds ultra pommy, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it is. A lot oh, of places, Newcastle's English, so a lot of the places around, like Birmingham Gardens, it's all... Birmingham Gardens. It's basically it's just all mini English. Britain. It's, yeah, it's mini Britain. <laughs> well, because it was a coal mining town, ah. it had a lot of Brits move out. Black country. Yeah, and that's why Newcastle's got a particular kind of accent or a particular speech sort of yeah, right. characteristics is because we've got... English people from Newcastle, we've adopted a lot of Geordie sayings. Mm. Not so much the accent, because, you know, they had a they had a pretty broad accent, mate. They had a, you know, like, you know. Mm. But we're, we're Australian, we've got the watered-down Australian accent, because we're obviously born and bred here, but Multicultural. the old generation. But you're talking to a lot of the old fellows, they were from, from Newcastle, mm. England. And it was because of the coal. So yeah. they just called it Newcastle. So, yeah, because the, <laughs> well, Newcastle, England was the, the coal port, the big coal port in England, and, and Newcastle, Australia is the big coal port yeah. in Australia. Yeah, right. Hmm. There you go. There's a lot of extra info that we'll chuck in the doco. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, ring me up and put the uh, audio in the doco. Yeah, yeah, here's some information. That's the you. idea. Yeah. We'll stick you on speaker. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Hopefully, he's, my mate can actually make it happen because he's like, bloody everyone. Everyone is struggling, struggling. You need, look, this is why I left the industry and, and got a job. No, I'm talking about people with jobs. I'm talking about people with people home loans for millions of dollars, yeah. interest. I'm talking about people that have got problems with their kids, post-traumatic stress, everybody. Yep. It's ridiculous how much, like at, right now in the last few months, everyone, that, all my good mates and everyone that I know in Melbourne, Perth and stuff, people have just gone through shit. Yeah. And I don't. It's really weird. It's really strange. I think it's um. You've got to. I don't know. Like you've got to. You got to think ahead. I know that sounds a bit. You can't. People say you can't plan. You don't know what's going to happen to you next day. You don't know if your home loan's going to jump up a few percent and all of a sudden you struggle. Mm. But a lot of people. And I know this sounds critical of a lot of things, but a lot of people don't live within their means. No, they don't. And I've because I why do a, you think that is? I live in a place here which is not a mansion. It's not massive, but we're we're living well, and we don't have that stress. And it's very worth, well. It's m- worth more than anything. Why would I want the money? Why would I, Why would you want to come home every day and worry that you're not earning enough money and to live? You know, it's. Yeah, which is unfortunate, and it's because, you know, the people across the road have got a bigger house, and all of a sudden that becomes the norm. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I grew up in a very simple house Yeah, with not much. But people just, they see stuff in magazines, display a home, bloody mentality. They see other people with boats and stuff. They start buying shit that is just out of their means. Yeah. And then they have it, and they never use it. And they go, there's, like, I know guys that have well, got... Well, they don't have time. They're working to pay it yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People, yeah, exactly. They don't live within their means. Like, And I am the classic I'll example. Talk, I'll have a talk to you later about things, like, about where I work now. And I don't want to get into it on air, but... Yeah. Um, but what this job has provided me is time. And if I can say anything to anybody 
no matter what is going on in their lives. As soon as you forget about haves and have-nots and this mm. and that and realise that the most precious commodity on the planet is time, all of a sudden your perspective's changed. Oh, what about love? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, time's good too. Mm. Well, time, you can love someone, but if they have, if you can love someone for two minutes or do you have time to love them for years? Mm. <laughs> exactly. Time, time's the most precious commodity. Mm. And the people that you do love... What do you want to spend with them more than anything when they're not going to be around much longer? Time. Time. Mm. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's and, and a lot Very of people true. don't realise that. And they overlook it. And, yes. And they work all day and they work all night and they're at work to get money to just and have things. This and, they, yep. and the, you know, if everybody just stopped in the world and just went, that's it, we're not buying, mm. everything would just come down to a, what it should be. Yeah. An affordable price. Well, mate, I'm going to wrap it up, but really good talking to you. So you're definitely going to come back and see us. Have to. A couple of hijinks. Definitely. Need to happen. And uh, you're going to go off and do a few gigs around the place and then get back. Great to be back on uh, the podcast world. So, yeah, uh, it's been too long. Yeah. So listen up, dudes. Um, this is Andrew Dopel that's about to come in and talk about the 6030. It's been great. My name is Jai. This is Peter Ashton. Gonski. Bye. Time and I'll be in like Flynn. Stackers, we're back, and I'm here with uh, no other than uh, Mr. Andrew Dopel. Now, Andrew is a uh, uh, he's, I always say everyone's a good mate of mine because to be sitting in here at uh, the Stacks podcast, uh, in a sanctum, you have to be a pretty good guy, so uh, he's definitely ticking the box there. And he's also a massive fan of uh, music, obviously, in Perth because that's what this uh, podcast is about. But not only that, he's uh, right behind um, the movement which is uh, up at the 6030. Uh, and we know because 6030 is uh, a part sponsor of the program here, as uh, as we all know. And uh, Andrew's been uh, fortunate enough to um, get in the mix and uh, throw his uh, his uh, hefty side behind the uh, music scene uh, 
which is awesome. So, uh, Andrew, welcome, mate. Great to see you. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. No problems. And, and, and I haven't had a shower this morning. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit scaly. Mate, uh, look, you gave me some uh, bad news off the, off the, straight off the rank this morning. We'll, we'll get that done and dusted nice and quick. But mm. um, a good friend of yours and also here at the podcast and in general in, I, in the Perth music scene. That's exactly uh, right, the Perth industry. Yeah, Mr. Kim Goodluck. Uh, mate, I'll let you tell. I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, so all the listeners out there um, in the industry and not, we lost a, a beautiful man this morning, um, which was very sudden. And um, um, Kim Goodlett, who's been around the industry for, you know, as long as I know, um, yeah, he did, he passed away, and um, uh, condolences to his family and, and friends, and um, the industry lost a, a beautiful man. One of the most genuine, old school, Australian, no bullshit characters with one of the most cheekiest smiles, experience coming out of his eyeballs, and his ears were pristine. He knew what a good sound was, and he worked with some of the greats. And I'd also like to um, just throw a, a shout out to my personal mate, Michael Fideli, who, who lost one of his dear friends and also one of his longtime sound engineers for, for the gigs. Also, um, the venue that he, Kim's been working at for a very long time in the city, um, whoever's going to step up and touch that board after him, uh, you know, much respect because it's some big shoes to fill. And I think everyone in the Perth music industry that has worked with Kim or knows Kim understands exactly what I'm saying. And um, if you haven't heard it already, then I'm sorry, but... Um, Let's have a drink for Kim, hey? Yeah, uh, for anyone at home listening to that uh, is having something to drink, raise your glass and, and put it to Mr. Kim Goodluck. Cheers uh, all. Champion and a great sound engineer. And if you've played in Perth for a while, you would have crossed paths undoubtedly uh, with the man himself. It's very rare these days to find guys who have been around for so long who have still been such beautiful people from the inside out. And... Um, that's a testament of, of the man he was. It's not just about work, but as a bloke as well. He was, he was just, what you see is what you get. And, and that was uh, the reason why I think he's going to be sorely missed. And it comes with a heavy heart that I tell you that he's no longer with us. Yeah, shocking, shocking news this morning, mate. It's, uh, it's never good to hear of, of the passing of someone. Unfortunately, we, we say goodbye. And it's, it's true in a sense, we, mm. we say goodbye. So On the way here, um, Jai, I, I listened to couple of old ACDC songs right on Hell's Bells and I just sat in my car down the freeway, it was a good 20 minute drive and had a beer and thought about Kim and thought about rock and roll in general and and really what music is all about is about the people and people who give a shit about music but not just so much about the music as, 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 a, as a you know, a commodity but they are it they are music and they know what music is and they know how it should be. And in terms of rock and roll, especially hard rock, he, he, you know, the, the ethos of where it all came from in this country, the lineage, you know? So it, that's, that's, that was an important thing. 
to pull so uh, a bunch of like-minded people together as well I find I find that the I mean if, if you're amongst footballers you think alike if you're amongst rockers you've got that common ground and I guess we're a team at the absolutely. end of the day absolutely yeah. absolutely and being from Perth as we all know uh, if you live in Perth and if you're a musician from Perth it's it's a fishbowl and if you're in the industry it's it's a fishbowl and we are so isolated. We're the most isolated cities in the world, and it either does two things: keeps us all very humble, knowing that we are stuck here, and then it also gives you another drive, which is to be the best you can. And not just that, but there's there's a a great. I've always thought anyway, amongst Perth musicians and Perth bands, why so many Perth bands and musicians are so great is because they're is a filter from every other country in the world that, that comes through and we finally get the last extracts of the drops of the purest of the purest down here in Perth. What I mean by that is that we're not in a massive, massive country where it's just, you know, 10 billion shit bands or crap music. We've got this little bubble where we go, that's crap, that's good. We know what's fucking true, what's not true. Yeah, that's, I guess that, that's, that's, that's the beauty of being so isolated, is that you, you get only the best coming through to you, especially, especially in, uh, in touring bands. I mean, we have, we're lucky if we see touring bands in Perth these days. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of great festivals, such as Big Day Out, such as Soundwave, such as, uh, what's the... One from down south. Southbound. Southbound, of course. Um, I mean, we're, we're losing a lot of things in, in being in Perth and WA. But that makes our local scene stronger, which is what I think the ultimately uh, this whole podcast is about. It's about local music, local artists, and also um, venues that are 100% behind the support of the development of those artists and bands. There are the bastions, isn't there? There are the venues. I mean, straight off the top of your head, I'm going to say one that's been around forever is Swan Basement. Uh, yep. I'm not sure of the old fellow's name there, but he's been there forever. And without him, I guess that uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't exist in the format that it's in. Look, I, I agree. There's there's the, the cool thing I think also about such things as Swan Basement or Mojo's or the Indie Bar or um, the Six Thirty. Rosemount. That's Rosemount. Industry, yeah. I mean, yeah. they, these are establishments. And if, if you listen, if you talk to a lot of the old guard of musicians in Perth, they had the Melbourne Hotel. They had the um, the Grosvenor. They had the Swanbourne Hotel. What was the one at, uh, at Inaloo? That was a big one as well. Okay, so you had the, the Nookumburra. Nookumburra. Then you had the, the, the in Carinup, you had the, the, the Scarborough Hotel. We had the old... The old lookout, which used to crank as well. Can't forget the Charles. Charles the has Charles gone there as well. Yeah. You can't forget the Charles. Now, I mean, these are establishments, and they've stuck their boots into the into the mud and said, "We're not going anywhere. This is what we're doing." And unfortunately, we have lost a lot of local venues over the years, especially in my generation. Well, we used to play at the White Sands Tavern. Yep. I mean, what a classic, iconic venue that was. Uh, I, I come from a heavy metal uh, metal background, predominantly, and that was our first. We took over that place, and we had metal gigs there all the time at the tender age of 18 years old. And then, um, you know, 
with development, as you know, or people moving across the street like the Grosvenor Hotel, some, from what I got told, an old bloke moved in across the street, complained about the noise, they shut the bloody hotel down. So I think anybody that sticks their, their, their boot heels into the mud and go, right, we're staying we're, we're till bust and we're supporting music is awesome because it stops. There's been a thing about musicians in Perth wanting to go abroad or to go overseas or to go over east because their career could be better, which is obviously more population, more venues. I mean, it can be. However... Those who stay around develop a scene, yeah. And the scene is what I say. By the I hate the word scene because it's so generic and, and crap. But you know what I mean. Right? There's so many pockets of of, of, of of venues. There's only a handful of venues now that are really hundred percent supporting local bands and promoting them and pushing them. So they can become as big as they can be in Perth or Western Australia. There's also a lot of great venues in Bunbury, Geraldton, you know, um, Kalgoorlie, Margaret River. Yep. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. But um, I think, uh, once again, back onto, onto our mate Kim, he was, he was one of those guys who, who made sure that it was quality and, and it was done well and world-class, world-class. And we've got all that in our backyard, and uh, that's beautiful. There's been a big resurgence over east because I mean even even over east, I mean rock music due to the primarily due to the noise and the infrastructures being clamped on because you had all the building going on around it complaints people moving into uh, areas which were predominantly like pub areas we had a lot more space you only have to go back twenty years ago we had a lot more space and car parks remember car parks yeah I've, I heard of them. Yeah, of, of, yeah, yeah. They're a, you could rock up a, a hundred car bays. You could rock up and there'd be a yeah, big, big yeah. and a little hotel in the middle, yeah, which would vibrate and start all the cars when you wanted to go home. Yeah, drink Perth's driving. Got, I think Perth's got six car parks now in the whole of Perth, and they're twenty bucks That'd each. Be right. I'm in it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all clamped down and things have changed. However, however, it's on its way back. I, I truly believe that it is, and and also. With with the with the very much a reality of the of the car parks and drink driving laws, obviously, um, but there is you know train lines now. We've got a train line that that basically goes to South Geraldton and one that goes to South uh, Bathurst. Well, I think Uber has a lot to do with the resurgence. To be totally honest, which one? Uber. Uber. Yeah. It's absolutely. funny. I've been living because since Uber's <laughs> been around. People are starting to go out again because it's mm, it's yeah. affordable. Taxis had a monopoly on it, and they went s through the roof with their prices. So people didn't want to take a train. They couldn't be asked. Uber's come about. Everyone's got an Uber app now. They're at a price which is affordable. It's probably two drinks at the end of the night, and you're home. And people are doing it, so I think it's got they a little are. bit I, to do with it. I, I strongly recommend that everybody gets an Uber or a mm. train or a bus like the old days, or walk, you lazy bastards. Get a skateboard. That's what bike. we do. It's what we did. You ever tried riding a bike pissed? Yeah. Like yeah, really pissed? Great. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. tough. You either end up in a hard yeah. guardrail somewhere or in someone's front verge. <laughs> some sort of shrubbery. I did off, off the side of the oh, freeway. Oh, the shrubbery. 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 <laughs> Monty <laughs> Python fans will know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, no one under uh, 35, that's for sure. Hey, um, um, when I was a kid, my, I went to a Catholic primary school for a few years until I was asked to leave 
and um, my father was told sternly by the principal, you're wasting your money on this one, mate. But it was a Catholic primary school, and I remember sitting down with Dad when I was about 10, and he put on The Life of Brian by Monty Python and we on VHS, and we watched it, and you know, I laughed my ass off. My dad was laughing his ass off, and still to this very day, my favourite comedy of all time. English humour. Can't beat it. And the amount of flack they got from doing that film as well. And, and we're talking about the arts here, in, yeah, well, in, in all manners. So it, they got peppered by the, uh, absolutely. By the churches, yeah. And then they held their ground, and they, they, they spoke exactly the line between comedy, entertainment, and dogma. And, and at the end of the day, they made the... Uh, they made the, the church representatives look ridiculous and everyone else. And it was it was great marketing tool out of anything. I mean, regardless, well, they still got their fucking movie promoted oh, everything globally. Up. It was great. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's his, what's his life of Brian? A lot of, a lot of cinemas wouldn't play it back then. They, they refused to because of the flack they'd cop from doing so. But um, I've got to be honest, it was only a week ago I went, he's not the Messiah, yeah. he's just a very naughty boy. <laughs> Want to go to the stoning? <laughs> I haven't got time for that. I still, I still think that's one of the funniest scenes in any movie. It's like, do they men here? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, uh, Nobody do anything until I blow this whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it stands the test of time too. I mean, we can show that to teenagers now, and it's never going to get old. The jokes are going to last the whole period. Of well, that's because religion is still around, and yeah. You know, that's a fair point. Well, I mean, we, we, it's we, not going anywhere. It's never going anywhere. If you want to, we won't go into my personal opinions on that. But I think you know, it's all about just being open-minded, and um, and it's amazing how, in such oppression of opinion, that that the arts can still shine through and make an impact. Yep. And 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 that being comedy or, or music or, or a movie. Yep. Um, sculpture, art, anything, and I think those who are know not just the venue sticking their boots in to, to, to make shit happen and, and to be true you know it's also about the artist willing to, to put them their personal part on the line and go this is what I 100% believe in this is who I am and this is the, the length that I'll go in the fight and till the end you know what I mean yeah. and that's what separates I think um, you know really great events and great great artists from from the subpar because they're not prepared to, to go the length of not just uh, in the industry but you know as, as a as either political religious personal sexual statements um, or, or you know social statements have you got a Perth band that comes to mind that ticks all those boxes for you yeah my band yep yeah yeah can't believe I'm fucking here it's cool no not that <laughs> I thought it was Andrew and the Narcissist. <laughs> it, it's, it's Andrew and the Narcissist, and um, and we don't actually like playing in front of anyone. We just like playing in front of the mirror, and yeah. um, that's that's pretty much where we're at. So we're all in the same bathroom together, all all, all bunched up. It's it's We've only got three piece too, but it looks like there are six six piece bands. It is, and, and because of the because of the length of the mirror, it actually makes us look better than what we are. Yeah, you know, because we're all we're all four hundred pounds. Oh, but it's a slim mirror. You haven't seen my drummer. I, I, He's seriously 400 pounds. I wouldn't see him, mate, because I'm in the bathroom. We are. <laughs> Between him and I, we're the heaviest band in Perth. Ah, I like it. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so back to the question. It's a good question. Well, is there anyone that's sort of like blowing you? Uh, like, 
someone that we, someone may not have heard of. You know what I mean? Like we've all heard of the carnivals and the taming parlors or the, you know. The, okay, well I'll tell you a story. Pods of tokes and uh, all the is, stuff that's knocking people this, over. This now. is not about me, but I, I was at my very good friend John Stockman's house two nights ago from Carnival. He's the bass player from Carnival. He's producing my new record, and I've known John for years through another good friend of mine, Ben Elphick. Um, I was actually talking to John about some Perth musicians that we both know and about some Perth... Because I, I actually asked Carnival if they'd like to play on Spring It On Festival, which I've been organising. And and John and I sat down and we wrote... And I know, I know, I know the entire band of Carnival personally, except for Hoss, the guitar player, I've only met once, just briefly. So personal friends with them all, and I said to um, I said to John, mate, I want you guys to play, and I want you to. I said I understand that you've got. It's not just about you, as musicians. It's it's about management. It's about your own um, business affairs, which have been handled by by your company. However, imagine if you played. And you kept it real like you first started out. And you just plugged the fucking lead straight into the amp. You turned it up to 10 and it went, fuck you. And just kicked off. And he said, yeah, that'd be fun. He goes, yeah, that'd be fucking fun. I said, yeah, it would be fun. He goes, yeah, it would be fun. Just can't imagine Drew without Renault. So what the next the next the next the next the next thing John said was the next thing John said was he goes he goes to me he goes he goes he goes but uh, the only condition would be we'd have to employ Drew's guitar tech (laughs) (laughs) and I fucking laughed and I said I said fuck me just get him a fucking tube screamer and and a and a a timeline delay pedal let's go and uh, of course that was all in good humour but um, it's an interesting question and. I think what's really going to be great about this festival is the bands that are involved are not as yet muddled up too heavily in business yep. and politics. Yep. And they're at that. They are sort of able unearth- to be they're free. They're at that unearthed. They're still at the unearthed. I mean, the only ones from the list that I've seen that have done anything internationally would be Extortion. Yes, that's true. I mean, they've just come back recently from China, from what I understand, mm. and uh, they had a great tour over there. And these are these are guys who are living within a few kilometres of the actual venue, the Six Thirty, and they're great lads. And they're, and they're more. The best thing about I think for me the lineup that I've got for the festival. Excuse me, is that um, is that either half the bands that I've booked have already played the venue have a fantastic rapport with the venue because the venue itself supports the local bands wholeheartedly and it is about music from the grassroots level up. Even though you might have, you know, sold X amount of pressings or done X amount of tours, <coughs> not um, this is not against Carnival in any way, but it's just about, it's just nice to keep it simple. Mm. and and But with absolute support, from the promoter myself and from the venue, um, where we want bands to be feeling welcomed, and also we're going to throw them some cash. 
not just that, but it's going to be some really good um, prizes for some bands as well, which will help with their career, which I've managed to wrangle. And not as incentive to play, because I already booked them prior to, but just as an appreciation for yep. them um, wanting to be, or them being so enthusiastic about the event. And I must admit, looking across who you've got playing at that, there's not one band there that's not good. Like they're all, and that's the thing with Perth. Like, no, I've, tra- like, I've travelled the world and listened to music. That's and, what I was saying. And, it all trickles down. And, and, we and get I the always best. say, Perth music is... Look, mate, look. It is. It's it, it, it is. It, it sour, is. I say I'm but it... And, and it I is. I keep saying it. I it is. Saying and Perth uh, music just blows this shit apart. And the other thing I must say, just on that, is that every... I will say this, truthfully, every Perth band is unique to their own sound. Yeah. They might not be from an original genre. They not be, might not be trying to break the mould. But they are who they are, and the and you get four, you know, three, four, five guys, six guys in the same room together, all from various influences. They will come out of that room with their own brand of sound, their own, yeah, their I own agree unique one hundred percent. And I mean, they uh, may sound like someone, but they've still got their own signature. On well, the I think everyone's got influences, especially in the rock punk metal world. But that gets back to that isolation. It does as well because you haven't got. Uh, because we do lack having these touring bands come through. That's right. Have you, you have you ever watched a band, gone home and wrote a song, and it's got that flavour pissing all over it? If you know what I mean, like oh, fuck you, me, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've got I've got ten Motorhead records waiting to be released right now. <laughs> My latest Rig- Wiggles record is going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you'd have to try it for Hot Potato. My daughter's my daughter's band, Hot Potato. She's yeah, start the band. What a great name. Yeah, Hot Potato. It's a Wiggles tribute band, yeah. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> if you look on Facebook, uh, yeah, just look on Facebook. You see, she's, she's doing a drum solo on it, a uh, Hot Potato drum solo. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a great story for you. So, so I've, just been res- I've just recently moved back to Perth. I've been living down in Dunsbury, Margaret for the last eight years. I left Perth um, for my own sanity. I had to get my shit together. Anyway, whatever that means. But... Um, Anyway, so I'm at, I, I was working for the for the Dunsford Tavern, and I was booking gigs there and playing gigs there and running open mic nights and so forth. And uh, it's summertime, and there's the Nanup the Nanup Music Festival, I think it was, or the Bridgetown. I think it was Bridgetown or Nanup, one of the two. Anyway, I'm in the beer garden. I bought a beer. I had my uh, files with me, some paperwork for business, and I. I was at a beer garden table and I said to the blokes at the table, there's two guys sitting there, mate, do you mind if I just leave this stuff on the table? I'm just going to run to the bottle shop and get some cities. They said, no dramas. And I looked at him in the eye and I was like, fucking watch my stuff. Don't take it. One of them had very long hair. looked like a muso. I could tell he was a muso because I know what a muso, the energy in his muse. Came back and I said, so fellas, with a city, what are you doing here? He goes, well, we're playing at this festival. I said, yeah, I figured you might have been in. Haven't seen you around. So what's your, what's your gig? Well, we're a band from uh, Sydney. And um, we've been asked to play this festival, so we've come over. I said, great, what's your band called? And it was such and such. I said, when is this gig, mate? And he goes, tomorrow, being a Saturday. I said, right. Got anything I could see on YouTube real quick or, or Facebook? He goes, yeah, have a look. So I watched a clip, and it was um, really cool. And I said, mate, I'm actually looking for an artist 
tomorrow, being Sunday, for the beer garden. Someone just pulled out. Would you be interested? He goes, yeah, no drama. I'll talk to the boy. I'll talk to the boss, I think he said. I said, great, who's your boss? And he goes, well, he's the singer guitar player in our band. No worries. What's your boss's name? Well, he goes, you ever seen the Wiggles? I said, yeah. He goes, well, he's Murray from the Wiggles. I said, fuck off, mate. And he goes, no. He's Murray from the Wiggles. That's our boss. We're hired guns. And it was, that's who he was. He fucking was. So I ended up booking him. I said, I said fuck off. So I ran off to the, to the bar. I got the bar manager who's a mate of mine. And I said, mate, I've got Murray from the Wiggles' band available tomorrow. Let's fucking book him. And he goes, the Wiggles. I said, no, it's not the Wiggles. It's Murray from the Wiggles. He goes, is he, he goes, is he going to wear the red shirt? I'll bring my daughter. I said, he's not going to wear the red shirt, mate. But they're actually a really cool rock pop band. Yeah, well, and the, key- the cockroaches. So. And the keyboard, yeah, the cockroaches. Jeff that, that, That's right. And, and the keyboard player from that very band was from a punk band from the, from Sydney. Old school, seventy late 70s punk band, which I can't remember the name of right now. And um, it was just really weird. No, that was my, that's, my, that's my Wiggles story. So he ended up playing on the Sunday? Yeah, fucking nice I did. So, so they did had anyone no, heckle him and try to get him to play a Wiggles <laughs> no, a Wiggles song? No, what happened was, actually, they were that good. And he had a female singer, and they were really cool pop rock, surf pop rock. Yep. Very manly. Well, cockroaches are like that. And uh, people were going, is that Murray? <laughs> so halfway, you know, he's doing a gig. He's doing a set. So throughout the set, people were coming up going, can you sign me, you know? Tits. Yeah. Can you sign my, my eight-year-old bike? <laughs> and and he was such a, a lovely, accommodating guy. But he was, a very, he was a very beautiful man. He's a serious guy. Murray is the tall, auburn-haired one, isn't he? He was the tall, I'm trying to... Yeah. Red shirt. Yeah. I think he was the one... I had a friend, his name was Chris Hogan, and his uncle was... And they were together. If that's the guy I'm thinking of. One of the Wiggles, I'm sure it was Murray. They were together as in a gay couple. Together, yeah, yeah, together, together. Right. Well yeah. I don't I don't know if well, I don't and know. I went to sure. f- I went to family dues and he was there. It's it's the one I think. The tall lanky one, square shouldered. Yeah, that sounds like, like your colour hair, same similar colour hair. Yeah. yeah. Guy. yeah. Oh, possibly. I mean I'm not sure of his orientation. However, the singer in him I'm quite sure together well they look very comfortable mm. and i'll tell you what if if they weren't comfortable every other guy in the beer garden would have been very comfortable with her on any, <laughs> any given day but the thing is is that, that but it could have been best friend protector you know what i mean like that kind of do you know what i love mm. personally i love i love meeting people who can be as big as the largest musical group in this country the wiggles yeah and they fucking are they make more money than any other band in this country Hands down, twice over. Absolutely, and he was such a nice guy. He he looked, he went, yeah, I play this fucking shitty little pub in fucking Dunsborough, wherever the fuck I am. And who are you? And I said, mate, do you want a gig? Mm. He, just like I say to everyone, hey, that was really good. I like your shit. Do you want a gig? He goes, yeah, yeah no worries. I'll do a gig. We're here. Yeah. He goes, no drama. I said, sweet mate. That's what, awesome. do you, what what do you want for fucking price? And he goes. Oh, what are you offering? I said this. He goes, yeah, no worries. Give the extra, give some extra cash to the boys that come over from over east to do this festival. It's the same. There was thing. no it's ego, and and I'll tell you what. It's an Australian thing too, because I've played with some major artists in Australia, yeah. and when I've 
been on that level with him as far as we're gigging together, there's normal as normal can be. It's like me and you sitting here right now. There's no apart from Billy Thorpe, who's Oh, go Billy. Shall we? You were gonna say Billy No 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 Billy was Billy had this sort of thing around him like here's the story about Billy Thorpe. We we finished a gig, we've walked out. This is going back fifteen years ago. I was reasonably okay looking back then. You want to borrow my mirror from the yeah, bathroom? Have a couple more. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't too, like, I was walking out, sort of, you know, surfy, blonde-looking guy and all that kind of stuff, and there was girls there that were, like, 25, 26, and I thought, oh, g'day, how you going? Started chatting them up, and they went, who are you? Jesus Christ. And they said, oh, we're waiting for Billy. They were 25. Yeah, well... The look, guy was 62. I think that's that's no... That's Rest no, in peace, Bill. That's right. When, I'll tell you what, when, when Billy Thorpe died, when I first found out Billy Thorpe died, I, that was a huge blow to me. I read both of his books, Sex, Thugs and Rock and Roll, mm. and most people I know think I'm crazy. Um, I remember one of his most... Well, for me, one of the best things I ever saw in my life in rock and roll history was Rose Tattoo playing Bogo Jail, Bogo Road Jail, <laughs> with Billy Thorpe coming out as a cameo at the end to do uh, to do the song Going Down. Uh, you know, Billy Thorpe, here's another fantastic. thing. Fantastic, by Lee and Russell, Going Down. Yeah. Going down. How good are they? The old guys. Just... Down, 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 down. How loud oh, as well. Power. Oh, so loud. And Angry Anderson once said... We played yeah. theatres, we had old ladies walking out. <laughs> yeah. It was just too loud. We'd, we'd all have stacks and I'd have that, Gad Spence, Rig, and he'd come out and he'd have four yeah he'd have four cabinets and just two oh, heads linked exactly exactly right and we're talking about a guy that started the whole beer barn pub rock scene yeah i mean that was what it was about they fucking had beer barns literally in the country yeah. where they had they had to have that much beer just to fucking make it over the ruckus mm. they shake the very ground and uh, then they brought all that shit into a fucking pub and I went, right, this is pub rock now. <laughs> and and people were vibrating to the bar. I better get a drink while I'm here. Get I saw, a drink. Oh, push saw, me back to the fucking stage. I saw the radiators at the Charles Hotel. And Come they, home! And they had a stadium rig on, on that stage. Like, it was just wall-to-wall Marshall 1960 cabs. Absolutely. Just air pegs. Like, who needs three base cabinets? Everybody. <laughs> no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Everybody fucking does. You can play in a venue they'll let. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, like what we were just talking about earlier, a lot of venues shut down because of noise factors. Because of, you know, someone across the road complaining. It's not just in Perth. This is, this is, a, a, this is a problem globally. Mm. Um, I saw a, a Facebook um, photo. My very good friend Soda from Beltane Fire uh, posted a, a... She's quite travelled. She's in the state somewhere, and she took a photo of a venue with a big, big sign hanging out the front of the venue saying, "Do not live in this area if you do not understand that we support original, loud, live music. If you do not want to hear such music, please go elsewhere." That was the sign. Fantastic, I thought. Fantastic. We should do that sixty thirty. Well, we don't need stick, to. Stick we don't that need out to. On the chalkboard, we support live, loud music. If you don't like it, uh, the, the something's up the road. But the, 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 that would bring more people. I'll tell you what the beautiful thing about the 60-30 is, is that it is, it is one of the very few hotels I can think of that is in the middle of a giant car park. Mm. And on flanking it, but on either side, right, right is, next is, door to a retirement village. Yes, but they're deaf anyway, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah. You give them their soggy wheat bix in the morning, they're happy. That's all they need. <laughs> I'm only saying that as they're in bed by seven anyway, so they're in bed. Crack it up at nine, they're well gone. You know, by the time they take their meds, it's all over. So uh, we are fortunate that we've got we've got a great venue with a kick-ass piano. So this this event that I'm putting on, I've, I've managed to. Um, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk. Let's about talk it. about. It. Let's talk about. It. So what we've got, what we've got, is we've got a great venue, which can uh, the maximum capacity is just over 300. We've got two rooms which we can utilise, and in that space there will be two stages. There, there already is a stage, uh, both stages in the venue. However, I'm going to get another PA for the for the second room, so we're going to have just a good rig as we've got, already got. So it's going to be top notch across the board for the bands. Then um, we're going to A B that room one, room two, room one. Excellent. From you know, 12 hours of music, 12 hours. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, pumped. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. And and, and the best pumped. thing also is that it's for the north. It's not for the north, but it's in the north. Yeah. Well, the first the first one was really good. It was exactly what this area needed, and I hope that it it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? I hope like yeah. we're, I hope we can talk in five years' time, and it's a it's, you have to move it out of the place because it's so big. But well, what we'll have to do is we'll have to build a second sixty thirty, but, well, we'll, but massive we'll, stage in the car park. Yeah, it'd be good. But maybe we'll double the number. Yeah. What's double sixty? Twelve sixty, we'll call it. Twelve sixty, new venue we'll build. We can, we, we, can, we can put everyone in. wigged out for a second but we're back nice and clean i don't know what what happened then but I'll, I'll edit that out just like give us a second uh, uh, i wigged out i don't think that's a true representation of what's going out most people i know think that i'm all right so you're saying about 60 30 we've got all these bands in sorry to uh throw you in but I, those little lines there are just where I've, i'm going to cut why don't, you, why don't you start cutting up some bigger lines? We'll all have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait till the 10th. You know, um, 17th. You know, since um, since I've been organising this event and also working at 6030, it, it is a fantastic live room where the bands are playing. It, it really is. It's got a great old school pub feel. And um, I think that's one of the biggest draw cards about the entire thing uh, ian strober who is the owner operator of the 6030 has really built a fantastic space geared towards and dedicated to live music primarily and um you know that that in itself you can't fail because the ethos of the of the of the whole of of the owner being 100 percent behind live music the venue being 100 percent live behind live music Myself, yourself, and everyone involved is is a driving energy, which is a conscious energy, all collective, mm. and that's why you know this this is just one of the springing on springing ons that have happened over the years, but we're definitely getting stronger and stronger and stronger. That's for oh, sure. For sure. And one thing I love about that venue is you're right on top of it as well. Like some venues, you you sort of 
you're held back from the stage or they're so high that it looks like you're sort of looking at their crotch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just sort of yeah, well, we stopped yeah. that. Yeah, we stopped like, that because too many, too many artists were getting uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Too much like crotch face stuff happening. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It or, does and, interfere. And all the guitarists losing their heads because of the ceiling fans was just ridiculous. That's right. And when the heat got so much, you know, it all just imploded. True. So it's it's all happening now. What date is it all going down? What seventeenth of November? This the seventeenth of this November. This year. This year, two thousand and eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. What time does it kick off? We're going to open the doors up at eleven a.m. Okay, and the first act kicks off at twelve. Twelve sharp. Now. So you should be able to fit about fifteen drambuies in between eleven and twelve. I reckon. I reckon easily. I don't know what a bottle's worth of drambuie, but we could drink fifteen bottles easily. Yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now look, uh, the the way that it's it's going to be run, like I say, it's two stages. So there really is great bands on the bill, okay, across the board. There is no weak links. It, it is a fantastic lineup. So if you get there at eleven, you'll see a fucking great band at twelve, and that band at twelve will be just as good as the band at twelve, yeah, or eleven later on. And that's 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 the best thing about this. Heaps of variety too. Yep, I believe Chisanga Katongo is on board as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yep. we've, we've got we've got uh, Perth hip hop represented by Jay Skulker. Yep, Ghost, Ghost, Chis- and Chisanga. Excellent. Now, I'll, I'll just grab my patty, but I, I just booked those three boys. They played two weeks ago at the venue, and it was amazing. I mean, these guys can really, really, really perform and entertain. They can promote as well. They pr- actually they under they get it. They get it that they need to. They are. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm from a, a metal rock background, but they are for hip hop in the same boat as what we are. Where it's all DIY, and mm. it's and it's grassroots. So they're 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 pushing their product as hard as possible and supporting everybody that supports yep. that genre of music. Yep. So the sixty thirty is definitely definitely into all genres, especially sub subcultural. Mm-hmm. You know, so the hip hop stuff, which may have a, as a bad rap as as death metal or black metal in terms of oh it's just the fringe music but that's all bullshit yep. because it's it's world class and they're dead set serious and, and there's no ifs or buts so I'm really really happy that and, and you know what it, it's, it's predominantly a rock hard rock punk lineup, and the three boys just went yeah we'll play in the middle of that that's awesome representing hip hop and let's not forget there's a cross a huge crossover between hip hop and heavy metal or hard rock yep I mean, Run DMC and Aerosmith, right there and then. Ice Q, uh, Ice T, Body Count. Yep. I mean, there is no uh, segregation there. Anthrax and uh, Public Enemy. No, I think it'll work great. It's going to be sick. And uh, you know, the other cool thing is, I, I'm hope I know for a fact all the musos, we're going to treat them well. Yep. Right? They're all going to be having a great day. The amount of who knows what bands will get created out of them just chatting to each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. one guitarist from this band might go, hey, I need, I want some hip-hop vocals on my, on my next track. A bass player from another band might go, man, I'm down with that. Next thing you know, we've got 10 more new bands springing out of the Spring It On. Who knows? Good so, melting pool, man. So, in front of you, I can see you've you've got a list of, yeah, of who's to, playing on the day. Do you want me to go um, through it? Yeah, go through it. Let's, let's so, this is in absolutely no in particular order. We've got Dirt Empire. Dirt Empire. Now, I believe that is the old 
So that's right. So that, that, that that's is, Phil, isn't it? Uh, the old Kilmeister. They've just changed their name. Yes. So if, if everybody out there knows the name Kilmeister. Yep. Or Kilmister. They bring it. Say. Great outfit. Solid rock. The same band, I believe, with a different name. Yep. I'm not sure if that was a legal thing with Lemmy's. <laughs> with Motorhead's legal team. Who knows? Could be. I just doubt Unless it. they wanted to break away from it. But uh, I've played with these guys. I've, I've known well. They're just good outfit. Good sound. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So Jai is playing for the next 10 hours. That's it? That's the set? Yep. I hope you really like... I'm actually going to do Wiggles covers. Are you? Yeah. I wasn't going to until we talked about Murray, and now just... I've been channeling Murray this whole podcast. Oh, imagine channeling Murray all the time. I see my baby walking down the street. I see red, I see red, I see red. I don't know if we should channel Murray. That's not channeling. Too deep. Yes, let's not go. Let's not go there. All you kids out there, we'll stay clean. So they're now the Dirt Empire. So yeah, no, great band, full sound. Just imagine Fooies on steroids. There you go. Absolutely. We are not providing the steroids. Just to clarify, Joan Bury is going to be doing that. <laughs> um, next up, I'm just going to read. Just read off my list here. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to. I'll give a little spiel actually on on the each little band as well as I can. Immolation scene. Yep. Now these these young lads are local to the to the north. Yep. It is winter isn't coming, John Snow. They are the north. They are the north. They are. They the hold, king of the north. They hold the wall. Kings of the holding the wall. They're holding the wall. Immolation scene, my mate Alex I do that when I slash. When you slash? Yeah. Yeah. When I slash I try to do a solo, but it never works. <laughs> Uh, Immolation Scene have been a, a massive, massive supporter of, of 60s Heavy. We've, we've had them there quite a few times and we'll continue to do so because they're fantastic, fantastic up-and-coming band. And just to let you know, any songs that we're playing on Stacks, and we often play one, two or three songs a podcast, they will all be from here on in and a good solid month after the event, just the bands that are playing at the Spring It On Festival. And we're now calling it Stacks On. It's spring it on, it stacks on, it's bring it's, no, it's, it's all spring that. it on, stacks off. Oh, I like it, I like it, I like it. Yeah, we'll go. And it, it's not good to stacks off too much. No. All right. Nervous now. Iron Horizon, Electric State, Big Eagle and Slate. Yes. Do you know anything? About Have you seen the front man from that band? Yeah, he's tiny. Lady, ladies. Ladies. So big eagle, big eagle and slake. From what I can understand, and what I'll, what I'll, what I'll say is that they're, they're, they're a three-part thing. They're, they're a quarter wrestling. Yep. They're a quarter male stripper. Yep. And they're a quarter. That's that's music. why I said ladies. <laughs> they 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 call themselves Flight of the Concords Concords and Steroids. Do they? They do. That's that was their representation. Biggie on the slate, check him out. Alexander Bridge, Werewolf, Red Dirt, also local northerners. Yep. Bring the Ruckus, also, also local northerners. You know, I, I must admit, and go, back, go back five or six years ago, there was nowhere near as many bands as far north. And I think the fact that they've got a venue now, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 I happening. Think, it's I starting to happen. I think that's very true. Once yeah. again, it might also come down to the isolation. Some blokes that 
There's a lot more people up this way. Shit's going to come out of it. Mm. It's, it's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, we've got Dari Samurai. Also fantastic. I love, the, I love that name. I yeah. can't say I've caught... I might have a caught Dari Samurai. Maybe. So, Dari Samurai have been a great supporter of the venue as well over the time. And um, also for the North. Fantastic. A new one that I've never seen at the 63 played before is Len X. Looking forward to that. We've also got uh, some fellas that you may or may not know of called Blindspot. Yeah, uh, bad news. Bad news. They're, they're trouble, yeah. aren't they? are like the bad news bears on steroids. Yeah. The 60-30 brings you bad news. Bad news. And more <laughs> bad news. Nah, without a doubt, one of the most entertaining shows you'll ever see in rock and roll history. All right, well, let's, let's just swap right. We'll go straight to Extortia. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Extortia, of course, we mentioned that before. Just done a tour of China. Uh, they would be to explain them, um, kind of. They're sort of they're a they're a good throwback to new metal days, with newer metal concepts. Uh, a great band, still relevant today, and make a great sound. A professional outfit, and as we talked about it before, one of the few bands that are that have travelled, and have a, a world following. So. They do, and they also share the same bass player as Blindspot. Another blind spot plug right did you, there. Did you hear about? Put him on have you heard about? Time. Have you heard about that guy? That uh, he's fucked. Yeah, apparently he's like he's got like AIDS and stuff. He's got AIDS. From yeah, he's got up like marital AIDS and yeah, yeah, yeah. hearing AIDS. And <laughs> his whole body's just he's, he's fucked. Yeah. He's swimming AIDS. Swimming AIDS. Bloody. Now, just just on what we're talking about before the marriage between hip hop and, and hard rock or metal, we've got the amazing band Roses the Ghost. Oh. Now, you, you were there, Yep. I'm sure, when they played at the 63 last time. I was, and I was also there when that band all played in other bands, and it's so good to see those lads, because Jake, the guitarist, and the lead singer, whose name evades me at the moment, but they always needed to be together. And I used to think, because Jake was the shining star in that band, and he was the shining star in that band, and next thing you know, they, they rocked up to do a show. And I'm like, fuck yeah. What's happened? This is awesome. And then blew me doors off. Great show. So, Absolutely. Kid Rock on steroids. Kid Rock on steroids. I don't even know who Kid Rock is. Didn't he fuck <laughs> Pamela Anderson? Anyway, who hasn't? So, incomplete. Yes. Now, this Perth band has really taken everything over. They're, they're doing great things. Fully functioning hardcore outfit, as well are Chuck Hombre. Good old Chuck Hombre. Now, where Joey Chuck... and the boys, good friends of mine. Absolutely, Chuck Hombre. They, they, they hail from the south. Yes, but they they've they've been playing the sixty thirty for God since music was thrown into that place. Well, yeah, from the beginning they started playing well, a bit of since yeah the Seven Kingdoms started getting their stuff together. It was. It was. Where Cersei I'm pretty came in. sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're from Dawn. Yes, Dawn, Dawnish. They're Dawnish, Dawnish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Joe's married to one of the Sand Snakes. Possibly. I know he wants to fuck the Dragon Queen. I'm pretty sure I heard that. All I remember is like when they said winter was coming, he said, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That, that is actually true. Actually, I think Joe could be the Ginger Viper. You know what? I think that's who he is. 
I've got a lot of mates with red hair. The ginger vibers He's... is something no one's ever called them. <laughs> the ginger just killed our viber. I think it's a ginger viber. <laughs> and he doesn't like mountains. So there's this uh there's this this is really cool band in Perth. Uh, which I'm really, really stoked to have on the bill. They're, 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 they're a late-minute entry. Oh, yeah, apparently they used the mob to get in. They, they did. Uh, I actually, they used connections to get in. <laughs> I remember someone coming up to me in my bed and throwing a horse head at me and going, yeah. we'll make you an offer that you can't refuse. And I and said, when you didn't refuse it, they went, ah, bada-bim, bada-boom, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget so, about it. Basically, for the next two weeks, I took this horse head to the tracks. What I'm trying to make it run. What I'm interested in is how it's pronounced because uh, I'll do it. It's a mystery. Are you ready? This is the Australian version. Okay. Fucking Kabashians. <laughs> it's the Kabashians. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I reckon. I reckon that's what we'll go with because I like that. Because you put wigs. We've all got the butts. You put wigs on us, but you might be talking about Kobashi. Mate, I am talking about Kobashi, and 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 I tell you what, if you haven't seen, or do you know heard, they're actually Perth's newest band? Mate, I was just about to say, if you if you haven't seen or heard these guys, there's a reason, and that's because yeah. they're Perth's brand new <laughs> hottest thing off the block. They're they're a makeup of uh, Wicked Fury and Blackjack and a few other bands, but uh, now yeah. those who are listening out there should should know the name Blackjack. That it's synonymous with with Perth music over the years. It, Countless bills, you couldn't, you, you can't even get that many posters into your one fucking house. They've been on that many flyers. And they printed themselves. Apparently. <laughs> Is that right? They just yeah. FedEx it straight out. They're the only band that's been charged with litter for, <laughs> for the amount of flyers they throw around the joint. Just to get done for littering. And they're also set the record for 7.8 million flyers with 13 people turn up to watch. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's I, tell a you, I, I tell you, I tell you what. Just by changing the name Blackjack, this could be all solved. It's <laughs> a step in the right direction. One, there's no more printing machine. Two, you're going to have a lot more than 13 people. Oh, the old Metho printing machines as well. You know, oh. the old uh, blue prints. Uh, that, that's not Metho. It was um, my old man's got one of those printing machines. Has he? It fucking knocked your head off. Yeah. Um, what's the stuff Ethanol. called? Ethanol. No. Oh. No. Um, Methanol? No, 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 no. Methylated spirits? No, nothing to do with meth. Oh. We got nothing to do with meth out there, kids. Or oh, oh. Or you shut your hole with your meth in. That's like, that's like Pete was going to star in a local film and he rocked up and look at Pete, he needs a fucking feed. And uh, <laughs> they turned up and the producer turned around to him and they looked at him and they said, dude, no, it's, it's method acting, not meth head acting. And, and just on that note, it's called ammonia. Ammonia, that printing, printing solution. That, so there you go. My old man's an architect, and he used to have a really old printing machine with this ammonia blueprint. So I, had, as a child, I had the job of doing that. Come, you come in to work with me. There's all the stuff I want you to do. I'd, I'd be high as a kite. <laughs> Fucking, my brain would be sizzling in, my, in my, above my nostrils, and I'd be like, "Don't worry about getting lunch tonight, Dad." We're right. He goes, he goes, son, no one has lunch tonight. Why well, we call it lunch? I said off my fucking head. Had no idea. Right. Now, just, just, just on, just on what we're talking about with with the marriage between hard rock and hip hop. Roses for Ghosts are doing that sublime 
we've got now Skulker, Chisanga, Ghost. Now check these guys out on their Facebook pages. Absolutely. They bring the noise. Bring the noise. They do. So, that's the lineup. What a great lineup! What a great lineup! I mean, I'm not just saying it because, like, you get people just say, "What a great lineup!" Because it's, but it is actually. It's a great lineup. It's 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 full. It's like, and I'm going to say this: last time I went to a uh, a six to thirty spring it on festival, I remember people coming up to me just saying, "Like, how fucking good is this? How good is it?" And don't be ignorant. If you listen to this, we're going to post this to people. We're going to try and get it out there. We're going to do everything we can to try and get this thing done up and dusted and people rocking up. Whoever's listening here, I want you to do me a favour. As devout fans of Stacks, all three of you, I hope you uh, I hope you do this. Send this link to somebody you know who's a musician in Perth. That's the only favour I ask. And uh, let's get this to be one of if a, you don't, a crack and dash. Sli- you'll be swimming with the fishes, see? You'll be, uh, yeah, you'll want to forget about it. Hey, hey, have you hey, got a problem? Hey, Tony. Hey, we got a problem. You. We got a problem here. Yeah, uh, that's very good. Who put this shit together? Hey, <laughs> hey, that's who. Fuck you, Manny. Andrew, it's been um, really good talking to you, mate. It's been awesome. I know you've got to shoot away and, and rehearse. Um, I think that's just been cancelled because we're we're, we're going to talk about um, such things as the rainforest and the Dow Jones. And I was hoping to get into the Dow Jones index. <laughs> <laughs> The Dewey Decibel system, what's Dewey up to these days? I don't no one hears from him anymore. What? Fuck him. What about Judge Judy? Oh. What's happened to her? I think she's hooked up with Pauline Hanson. They're doing a, a world tour together. Are they? Yeah. The Judge and the Sludge. Ooh. Oh, I like yeah. it. I like it. Or don't trudge on the Judge. Ooh. <laughs> I thought they were called Big Beastie Bums World Tour. I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I must admit, I would have given anything to try Pauline's. Fish and chips. Or the recipe? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon she would have. She would have handed the chips over to you all wrapped up and she said, Would you like some racism with that? Yeah. And you can, <laughs> and you can buy it in a squeezy tube now, too. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. What's in her box? <laughs> There's a question. Is there fish and chips in there? There's a game show. And what's in her box? I thought Domino's had that. What's in the box with the dots? That was their slogan. And I was like, dots? I don't want to be in no box with dots on it. Fuck that. Nah, I wouldn't even need a mushroom with dots. No. <laughs> yes, I hear thee. I hear thee. Death camps. So, uh, what are we talking about? 17th of November, 6030, yep. two stages, 20 bands. So you're going to have as one band break it down, another one's kicking off. There's just no... There's no breaking There's no music. let up. No breaking the music. So you go from one room to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It's ping pong, audible ping pong. Any surprises, Andrew? Any surprises that you can't tell us about? I can. It's actually ping pong played with cricket bats on a very large table made of nothing. That's a surprise. Can you wrap your head around that? That's heavy. Yeah, so it's just blokes running around with cricket bats, really. <laughs> just, just smashing shit. Just, sorry, that's, that's the bottles of ping pong ball. You Me thought it was security fire. guards, but yeah. really it's just our Italian brothers from our from our mob yep. connection. Our thing. That's our thing. La Corsa Nostra. If you don't come, we'll find you. Yeah. We'll find you. And if you don't come, Lamanata. That's that's right. Okay, surprises. We've got some great surprises. We've got some, we've got some awesome sponsors. Yep. 
now we've got um, Concept Music. Excellent. I had a long-standing working relationship with Graham for Concept Music awesome. and, and Tony and the lads. Um, so they're going to be throwing out some stuff for... Now, this is this is the thing. This is really cool. So for the bands, since the bands are, you know, as you know, being in a band yourself, the amount of hours that you put in rehearsing, the amount of, the amount of money you spend on your gear, the amount of money that you don't have for everything else in your life because of your passion of music, it is a sacrifice. So we're, we're going to do these great giveaway packs excuse me, to, to the bands that bring the most crew. Now, if you want to sell some tickets as your own band, you can, buy, you, can, you can buy some tickets and sell them to your fans or to your friends or to your family. And we're going to make it an incentive. If you do that, we're going to give you free rehearsal room at uh, Super Freak Sound Studios in Joondalup. Good on you, Jamie DeFloria. Absolutely. Much support there. We're going to give you some some uh, a concept uh, gift bag, which has got all sorts of matters of goodies in it, specialised for the new guys. So that's a good thing for the bands. We're, we're basically the whole ethos is showing the bands love, respect, and giving them something back because they're giving us everything in return. So that's really cool. We're going to have some. We're going to have awesome merch on the day. So we're going to have springing on caps, singlets, shirts. Right, because it is going to be such a great lineup. One day you'll be wearing that shirt, going, "I knew these guys when they were huge. Now I know them when they're fucking massive." So that's pretty cool. What else have we got? Cricket bats. Cricket bats. That's right. Cricket bats. Imaginary tables. Mm-hmm. Imaginary tables. That's right. So when you get in there, just be careful of your shins and your knees because yep. you will bump into one of these tables. Yep. But that's what the cricket bats for. Just to test what's in front of you. Oh, so they're like a walking stick with a face. Yes. I like it. Yeah. A walking stick with a face. Yeah. Well, not really. What are the blind ones called? Anorexics. The kind of a... Oh, you mean the... Oh, right. <laughs> the blind ones called... Blind spot. Oh, yeah. The, the blind spot. Spotting the blind, yeah. Uh, we're going to have prizes in the day as well. That'll last all day. For those who are hungry, got to keep the masses fed. So if you get there early, you'll be fed all the way through the day. No drama. Heaps of, heaps of drinks, you know. And I must say the 60-30, when it, you talk about price of beer, and is one of the actually best priced venues in the whole of WA. It is indeed. Hands down. Yep. It is indeed. That's the problem, as we all know, about going out these days. You can't afford to go out and buy a ticket, plus buy the, the Uber, plus buy... By the time you get to the venue, you can buy one drink. Now, I know, this, I know this sounds like an infomercial. We're getting all these awesome bands, good price on drinks, a day out in your local area where you don't have to travel and hang out with teenagers that are there because everyone else is. You're going to be there with like-minded friends, rock and roll lovers, uh, local people lovers. that are for, for the music... What is the price on entry? So, we're going to do two things. For those intelligent folk who want to jump in there early and grab some tickets, we're doing a f- on s- online pre-sale tickets of $28, I believe they are. That's awesome. Now, on the door, you rock up, it's 35 bucks. Got it. But right now, I think we should be very kind to the listeners out there. Let's just say, whoever calls in now in the next one minute gets two free tickets to the oh, event. Definitely. All right, all right, callers, start calling. 
True. Or you can use a promo code at the door. Yeah, Andrew's massive love spuds. <laughs> Andrew's massive love spuds gets you one hug from the man himself and a dry hump. I tell you, there what, you go. There you go. Whoever rocks up on the door and guesses my birth date gets free entry. I know it. It's Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, that's when I was born. I was born on Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Fuck Rumspringer. So what we should do is we should maybe do this again, Jai, and I'll have something. I'll have a giveaway package. Let's do it. Getting real close to the event. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. So all you listeners out there, we're going to do that. We're going to give you a giveaway pack. It's going to be some free tickets, and we'll throw a few couple of shirts at you as well, and maybe a couple of hats. Now the way to do that is to go to Stax Podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you do have trouble finding Stax Podcast, um, you just use my name, Jai D, because apparently I'm the only one. How on the planet. That? How do you spell that, mate? J I D E G to dig. And uh, to dig. Yeah, yeah. It's South African for Apparently dig. means massive penis in Swahili. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. I can't speak it. But uh, if you go to Facebook, look up Joy Dig, uh, you'll see the link to Stax Podcast, uh, which is one way. iTunes, you can also go to Stax Podcast and you can leave a link on either iTunes, SoundCloud, um, there's another one that's off the top of my head, but you can leave a message there. You can leave Andrew's massive love spuds uh, as the code word. And if you send that in, we'll make sure you get a uh, $28 ticket as opposed to $4,354 for the family pack. I'll tell you what pack. else they can do as well. That, that all awesome ideas. What about you go to the 6030 Facebook webpage? Yes. Webpage? That's even better. Let's go to the 6030 Facebook page. You write down... Jai Dig, Andrew's Massive Spud, what was it? Yeah, Andrew's Massive Love Spuds. You write Andrew's Massive Love Spuds on the 6030 page, we'll give you a ticket for the event. Beautiful. Done. Beautiful. Done. Just to see who's listening out there. Yeah. See who cares. You hear that? Yeah. So anyone that's, uh, that was a free ticket. That's a free ticket. We got a free ticket. First in best dress, first to go to only five tickets. The sixty thirty, the sixty thirty, uh, sixty thirty Facebook page, and uh, Andrew's right, massive right, JD code word Andrew's massive love spuds, and you'll be the the recipient. First ten tickets free. <laughs> All right, fantastic, great talking to you, brother. Thanks, mate. And uh, we'll be back very shortly, but we're going to listen to some cheers. Andrew, who do you want to listen to from the uh, the which which song do you want to hear from the bands that are playing really like at the, the sixty thirty? I really really like to hear the Kabashis. You want to hear Kabashi? All right, here's a song called Cradle. Nah, nah fuck those guys. Nah. <laughs> hey 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 fuck hey! Don't guys. rock the cradle of love, yeah, my brother. Uh, fuck the, fuck cra- fuck Cradle. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a song right if here. If you've seen those guys. They shouldn't even say that word. I'll say I'll tell you a song, mate. Let's put on Roses for Ghosts. Let's okay, here's a song by Roses for Ghosts. We don't know what it is just yet, but it is definitely by Roses for Ghosts. Now the, the lyrics in this song girl is somebody told me that music would be the death of me. Killer words, man. Because I'll tell you what So true. That's another shout out to Kim Goodwood. Rest in peace, Kim. Love your work. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, mate. Music will be the death of me. But here I am, I'm doing it. Then I wouldn't have it any other way. Love
That was Roses for Ghosts. We've heard from Chuck Hombre, we've heard from Blindspot, and we've heard from Incomplete, all playing at the 60.30 on November 17 at the Spring It On Festival. Make sure you're there. This is Joy Deeg. This is Stax Podcast. Keep supporting live music. We're out. Thank you. Stax, Stax, Stax.